Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. So hello and welcome back to the Aspiring Authors podcast. How are you today, Lorna? I'm I'm good. Um, yeah, so we just kind of spoke about this and we're both feeling a bit powerless today and a bit... Um, just overall sad and angry with the world. So have you got anything to say about what's going on right now? Just to acknowledge it, really. And There's a lot of change happening at the moment. Um, we are completely in support of the change, and it's a long time coming. And I mm-hmm. think it's heartbreaking what's happening out there, and we support people's voices. But we don't want to delve too deep in it because we don't want don't think we can do it justice so we're not Not going to hugely talk about it um but we completely support everyone out there and hope for change it's a long time coming and history can't keep repeating itself so yeah yeah it's been a strange week this week it has and um the world over so um in america but basically all around the world this change uh, everywhere needs to happen yeah um yeah so um sidestepping from that um yeah this week has been quite hard hard to write um but um what can you do you just I I you just have to keep going so um yeah it's been hard to write this week for me um but I've used the time to basically uh, prepare for submitting to agents. So um, writing up the synopsis and the covering letter. Um, having said that, though, just before we, we hopped on this call, I started looking at my second novel, which, like my first novel, is with my editor right now. So that's all on hold until she comes back with feedback. Um, so I've just started going through editing on my side, um, the second novel. So completely different novel, another standalone novel and yeah, getting my head back into that. So that's really just been happening today. Um, how about you? How's your week been? Has it been a, is it a good working week? Bad for writing? Um... It's been good, but strange. Um, yeah, it's been quite good. Mine's a historical novel, um, and I'm getting back into book two. So book one is out there on submission. I haven't heard anything back yet. So I'm trying to ignore it all and expect rejection <laughs> letters, um, possibly. But yeah, so I've kind of thrown myself into book two. So I'm coming up to the midway point now Mm. so that feels good it feels like it's progression progressing um but yeah mine's historical novel i'm not going to go into details but yeah there's with everything that's happening at the moment it has impacted my writing um but yeah and it is showing me that not a lot has changed really so yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a strange one this week and it has influenced my writing and what I've been writing as well. 
um, and when I come back in a couple of months time to edit then it might switch around a little bit but I'm very much putting my feelings of what I'm feeling at the moment into the novel so that's interesting um, so yeah it has been a strange one but I have got quite a good I haven't actually counted how many words I've done but over a couple of thousands words and everything so I've been getting up in my crazy morning 4.35ish and been writing and yeah just kind of putting all my thoughts and energy and the chaos of the world at the moment into that time and just that's what I can control that's what I can influence that's yeah, what I can true. do so that's what I have to focus on and who knows in a couple of years time when this comes to publish that it might help I don't know views or something but at the moment that's just what I'm putting my energy into and yeah finding my voice in that really hmm okay so this week we're going to chat about the synopsis writing a synopsis yes. now try and say that five times quickly together it's impossible. <laughs> Trying to write a synopsis, synopsis, synopsis. synopsis. <laughs> um, and also, we're going to mention the covering letters. So before you submit to agents, perhaps, this is what you'll yes. do. Um, yeah. It's either the cover letter or the covering email, but you have mm-hmm. to do it in a professional manner as a covering letter. So, yeah, we're going to kind of touch upon all those bits before you t- start submitting. And you need to give yourself enough time to work on this. You can't just go, right, book's done, final edit, right, yeah. I'll give myself a day to work on these and then get it out there. It takes a lot longer than that to it does. Um, fine-tune it. Because you want it to sing. Because of the, when you hand in your submission to agents, you're handing in three chapters, which doesn't really say a huge amount. You might kind of give a an idea of what the book is, an idea of what your main character is, and a little bit of the challenge and everything. But the synopsis is what's telling the agent what's going to be happening in the rest of the story. So it's you telling them what the story is and that you can tell the story, that it's got the appropriate arcs and that what the ending is, so that it all links together. So you're basically telling the agent that you can write a story. And so you want to be able to fine-tune it, but you also have to do it um, one and a half spacing and in one page. A lot of the agents, um, I only ask for one-page synopsis. I was going through my list, and I would say about three-quarters of them ask for one page. And a lot of them just say either, um, the rest of them see either a synopsis or a certain word count, which kind of mirrors one page. So... I think the best way forward is if you just do a one-page synopsis that covers everything that you need to, that covers the beats, and explains your story, and then you don't have to fiddle around with other synopsis. Unless no. the agent has turned around and said, right, I want only one or two hundred words um, synopsis, then you have to really kind of cut it down and have the bare bones of it, which is even harder. So, yeah, you have to invest a lot of time into a synopsis Mm. so the typical word count am I right in saying what well what I've read is 500 to 800 words for synopsis you 
one page at one and a half spacing and about 12 font is about 500 words. Okay. So it's very thudder. You kind of want to, yeah, a lot of them aim, if some of them actually have mentioned word count, then it tends to be around 500 words or less. And not a lot of them will accept 800. If you're going 800, then you reduce the font and you're over the one page. So okay. I have, I've been playing with my synopsis for about a year now. And yeah. as the story's developed, as the edits have developed, as um working through it and everything, and yeah, and then researching all the agent's preferences, it, try and get it down to about 500 words, I would say. Which yeah, because it's going to be more work. If you did two pages, then you're going to be changing it every time, unless the agent doesn't yeah. say stipulate it's a one page. You may as well just make life a bit easier for yourself and yeah, yeah, and just have one page and that's it, and then just sub um submit that. But then if they've asked for three or four, then. And if they're a particular agent that you want to submit to, then maybe go down that line and add more details that you wouldn't normally put in. But I think generally, um, I would just do a one-page one and then just submit that to everyone. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, now, you were saying it took you like a year to do this. This is technically my second attempt at a synopsis of the same novel. Um, So the first time I'd submitted last year, and I did it very quick, so I did it the way you're not supposed to. I wrote wrote the novel and I edited it it myself and then um, was like, okay, I better start looking at agents, then uh, made a list of agents and then wrote the synopsis, looked at the videos that was out there about um, how to write a synopsis and a cover letter, but it was very quick because I wanted to get it out. So um, needless to say, I've looked at that um, synopsis I wrote last year and basically scrapped the majority of it um, (laughs) and restarted again. So... But I have been looking at the same videos because they've been yeah. they were really good actually. So Yeah, I mean there is a lot of good resources out there and a lot of good videos that give you good pointers, but it's yeah. breaking it down so it's kind of grabbing out um good pointers from one video and another one from another one and then looking at your story in a whole. The problem is if your story has a simple arc structure um, and it's not too complicated, then sometimes it's slightly easier. But if you've got a bit more complication to your story or you've got a lot of subplots, um, then it's knowing what to put in and what not to put in. And I think mm. that's the most difficult thing because if you've yeah. got a 80,000, 90,000-word book um, and you have to fit in the story and the plot points and the beats and the characters into 500 words it's hard it's the hardest thing that writers have to do 
I think it's a lot easier to write the book than it is to write the synopsis. And especially when you know it so well, it's breaking it down into, okay, but this needs to be included because this is critical and this needs to be included. And it doesn't. And I think that's the problem. It's killing your darlings in your synopsis. It's just like, no, they're not significant enough to be in it. So you basically have to um, just have the three main characters really you want it depends on your story but this is generalized and you want to have your protagonist your antagonist and your love interest so the three um character acts we have gone over are the three main ones you need in your synopsis so and your antagonist doesn't have to be an in evil person and that does wrong deeds it could be like we talked about before um it could be nature it could be um someone just in the background causing a bit of trouble causing conflict and then the protagonist is your main person so you want those three different elements and then they're the main ones you have to do so one of the big tips that i saw when i was researching it because I spent days kind of researching before I did mine, sent mine in, um, is that if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't build up to the ending of your book, so your final chapters, if it doesn't make sense in that, if it's not critical to that, then don't put it in your synopsis. So you want everything, you want the main outline of your novel to be the main synopsis. So you want it to be whatever happens at the beginning as long as it mirrors the ending and makes sense that way then you want to put it in so if i'm trying to think of an example now in the hunger games in the first book um you've got the ending spoiler alert just in case uh, <laughs> if someone in this world hasn't seen the hunger games or read it so in the in the ending part you've got um, you've got Kat- Katniss Everdeen as a protagonist, you've got Peter Malark as a love interest, and you've got President Snow as the antagonist. So she's gone through the opening, it's getting through the games, um, it's being selected for that and everything, and then the end is them conquering it. Um, but you also have a reflection of President Snow not liking her because she's been able to beat him and it sets up for the rest of the series. But you've got those key characters in it. So there's a lot of characters throughout the book of The Hunger Games, but they're the main ones. So they begin the book and they kind of end the book and they kind of come in and out of it. So you want it to be almost a mirror image from the beginning to the end Um think back what we did for the plotting really and we talked about those beats and um the final image and everything and so whatever happens everything that sets up in the first couple of chapters have to be finalized in the last couple and that's what you want in your synopsis so all the other beats with the mother with the father issues with the other characters in the hunger games with um 
the other people that come in and help and their own story you don't really want to mention a huge amount of them you want to be saying what Katniss is going through and throughout the whole journey what the conflicts is how she battles through the Hunger Games but you don't want to be mentioning too much of the characters and then how she resolves it and how she comes out the other end and then kind of lead to what would be happening in book two if that was a series so you kind of and then you've got Peter Malak's story kind of going through it and how he impacts on the protagonist and then the antagonist in that is President Snow but also kind of a little bit of nature and the social structure of it and so you kind of want to put in how he's watching how he impacts how what's the the issue is and you kind of want to be because it's the setting of it because it's fantastical um why what's happened a little bit you want to be set the scene a little bit especially if it's historical or fantasy or dystopian or anything like that you kind of want a, a couple of lines just to kind of set the scene um but yeah so you want to kind of do that element it's it's hard to take it apart, your story, and then to just glue it back together, but you're, it's different to the pitch. The pitch is, you know, you're selling it. You're trying to get the interest. Yes. But this, you're just saying the story. But at the same time, you're, want, you're trying to make it sound as best as it can without sounding very boring. Because I know you've got to just say what happens, but there's a there's a little knack there that's quite hard. I'm struggling with. So for the for most of your writing in the novel, you want to be showing and not a lot of telling. But for your synopsis, you want to be doing a lot of telling and no showing. So you want to be doing it, and you need to do it in third person but present tense. So even if you've written your book in first person, you want to write the synopsis in third person and in present tense. So what is happening step by step within the story? Um, and you want to be doing it in... So you've got your character's voice, but you're not showing. So you're not showing your writing skills. That's the whole point of the first three chapters, is to give an example of your writing skills. But your synopsis, you want to be able to tell them what happens in your story so you want to be um so for the first if you think of it like first if you want to think of it like four paragraphs so the first paragraph is um your theme stated your opening image your setup and then you want to end it on your catalyst so you kind of want to describe who your protagonist is in one or two words um introduced if your antagonist if they come into the first quarter of the book um, and your love interest if they come into the first quarter. So you want to be telling everything that happens in the first quarter of your book in the first paragraph. So because setup is a lot of setting up for the character when they're reading your book, not a huge amount of stuff kind of happens. So you're setting up your character in the story sense. And then you want to be doing in the second paragraph is um, the repercussions of the catalyst. So the debate part and um, start to introduce your other characters into it at this point 
and then you want to be doing the fun and games. So everything that kind of leads on. You don't need to go into details, just the main bits that are happening in fun and games. You don't want to be kind of listing off everything that happens in each chapter, but a general arc of the fun and games. So are they starting to fall in love? Are they starting to find issues with social con um, constructs? Are they, is the antagonist starting to get a voice or are they starting to battle against the elements or whatever it is? So you kind of want to be doing the fun and games. That's everything kind of leading up to it. And at the end of the second paragraph, you want to be hitting the midpoint. So you want to be saying, okay, what's the next conflict that they're going to hit, the big conflict? Yeah. And then yeah. you, in the third paragraph, you want to be doing all the bad guys closing in. So if they had um, a false victory, so they think they're going to hit a victory, but they don't, something happens that brings it crumbling down. How are they then going to build themselves back up to then fight the big or there's lost battle scene. So you want to be doing the bad guys closing in, meaning um, a lot of doubt, a lot of issues, other little kind of tiny conflicts that might be impacting them at that point. So you kind of want to skim them over in the same way. So that's your developmental area of your story, your novel, but also your synopsis. And then in the last paragraph, you were hitting the all is lost moment and the final image and the finale so in not um as big as paragraph you need to be hitting all those bits so you can't go into details so but you need to tell the ending it's not spoiler it's completely spoilers in the synopsis so they need to know what pitfalls who the murderer is who's um, who wins, who doesn't, and everything. It's not your pitch, mm. like Lon no. like you said. It's you, it's, The pitch is selling the book, but the synopsis is saying that you can tell the story. So you want to be putting in every kind of pitfalls, all the battle scene, and then it comes out of it. But you just want to kind of skim across it um, to then make sure that they know the ending. So it's a lot to put into one page of writing, especially when it's one and a half spacing. So you can't even cram it all in. So you need to make sure that it's clear to read, that they can follow the story so it's not all waffly as well. It's so mm. hard. Yeah, I'm finding it hard to... Maybe uh, I can... I've taken mine apart and there's... There's about over 500 words there. Um, but now it just sounds really boring. That I think if anyone read it, they'd be like, that's really boring. So that's what I'm struggling with now. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a boring book. Hmm, okay. Um, but Then it comes down to the wording that you use as well, though. Mm -hmm. It comes down to the strict. Description, the descriptive words, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's then being able to sell it within how you describe it. As long as you've got the main points down, then you can go through it and go, okay, maybe this word would be better to describe that element, yeah. um, and everything rather than waffling. But yeah, it's making about... sure that you've got yeah. So once you've got all the main points down, then you can then fine-tune it and go, okay, maybe this word will be better to sell it and show more description without saying a lot. 
which is a good example for you how you should write sometimes as well because I don't know about you but I waffle sometimes with my writing <laughs> I'm a bit of both I can waffle and then yeah yeah I can say loads of little simple words and then realize I can just use this one word which is a bit bigger and it sums it all up <laughs> um so yeah the synopsis is very hard um do you have any tips now this is this could be a long one but do you have any just <laughs> light tips for people starting out um right in the synopsis yeah i would say like i said before with the characters so you've got with the synopsis you want to do the three main characters and the synopsis and character arcs go hand in hand. So you need to understand your character arcs, how they... It's the same bit in your story. You can't write your novel without going through your character arcs. So you want to kind of go through the same arc within your story of each character in a sense. So even if the antagonist isn't a villain, it's still showing an arc of conflict that they need, the protagonist has to overcome. So you kind of want to be following the arc alongside the story. So you want to describe how they're finding each element as well. So you want to be, because I got feedback in one of my older synopsis and it's just, they said that I wasn't showing enough emotion of the main character. So I was telling what was happening, but I wasn't showing how it impacted the main character. So whether or not she was distressed or overjoyed or anything. So you kind of need to put in how the arcs impact your characters in the emotional side as well. So you want to be following the story arc alongside the character arc and putting them together in it. So this is when... Because everything that we've talked about in um, all the other podcasts, and go back and listen to them if you haven't, um, but you need to be doing your homework with everything. So you need your plotting down. You need your character arcs down. You need to know how what your hook is and how you're pitching it. And you need to make sure those elements are clear within your synopsis. So you kind of want to do um either bullet points before you start and think about okay what's the main important things about my story i need to get across what the main emotional points and of my story i need to get across and how it all resolves in the ending so link back to the ending like when you're essay writing always link back to the title of the essay what's it about so you're kind of doing the same with your synopsis so that and this is the problem with synopsis because you're writing down a clear point of your story and it shows sometimes the plot holes of your story and it did when the first time I wrote down the synopsis and that's why I've gone back through and edited it and completely reshuffled it quite a few times um, is that it exposes a lot as well and it exposes maybe your fully understanding of your story, but also if there's any plot holes in your story and if you need to fill in. But you don't want to go into details. So you just need to make sure that the arcs are there and the story arcs are there. And then you just kind of be wanting to follow it in the same points, as I just said, in the um, paragraphs. Uh, yeah, I kind of was going to say something a lot um shorter than that 
with um, just <laughs> doing po- bullet points. Um, not so much the character arc, but to get it, to dump it onto a page, it's quite hard to think, okay, what's my book, a- book about? So, you know, you've got to summarise it all before you can work on it. So, yeah, bullet points... Uh, just bullet point down the the main things that are happening doesn't even have to be the main things that are happening but if you can just do it um, in the style of what you remember from your book how it goes in order note down all those and then from that you can then take it apart add to it uh, I had to I had to do that um, because it's hard to just just write straight away a synopsis so I had to just dump as much as I could about the novel bullet points and then work from those guys it's going to be tough so you know we're not going to shoot or sugarcoat it it's going to take a bit of time and probably quite a few edits yeah um if you're able to get someone to look over it that's great if not then we've got some um, recommendations for you. Haley. I've got a recommendation for, because we're going to talk about the cover letter, but I've got a recommendation for the synopsis. And um, so the one I recommend for the synopsis is Readsy. So that's R-E-E-D-S-Y. And they have written a blog about how to write a synopsis agents will notice. And I really recommend that. It goes through what you should include in the synopsis. Um, so kind of what's sim- similar to what Haley was saying, um, they've got here with bullet points, the start with the inciting incident, then what events of the rise in action, then the climax, and then the resolution or the ending. So it really goes into detail. I recommend looking at that if you're just like not sure where to even start. Do you have anything, Hayley, for a recommendation for a synopsis? Um, So the main one I did was Alexa Dune, YouTube. So she goes over it, but she lists down below a link to another person about synopsis. Um, And that is a really good one for linking in with character arcs. And then to get the main bullet points to see actually how it's listed out would be um, the synopsis with Jericho Writer. So... I would put the three together, look at the three together and see how it works. So the the link under Alexa Dune talks about the character arcs. She kind of gives you over an old brief idea. But the Jericho Writer YouTube one on character and on synopsis gives you, um, shows you how you should be writing it out and is a good example for that. And then they've also got a link to their page. So I That's would have a good. look at all three yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. I watched that one last year as well when I was writing the synopsis, and now watching it again <laughs> is interesting. Yeah. Mm. And the mm. page as well. The website is really good. It gives you good examples on the website as well. So have a look at all of those, and then yeah, then just as we said, just bullet point it from there. 
So have a look at that. Don't overload your brain with too many different examples and then start thinking no. about your own story and how it can link into those. Yeah. Um, okay, so just touching on... That's great. Just touching on the cover letter uh, or cover yes. email. Um, so this is actually a lot simpler. <laughs> I didn't mind this one so much. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 I don't think there's as much work as this. And um, it's just because it kind of makes sense and it's how, it, how you write a letter. So um, for what I would suggest, it, break it down into the introduction. So why you're writing to that agent and seeking recommend, uh, representation. Um, so within that, uh, also you're going to state what your novel is called, what the word count is. For some reason, that's important. Uh, the genre, if you're similar to any other authors. So with ours... You had said, what was your one work we blurb about the authors that you were similar to? So my comparison, I kind of worked down a little bit, um, would be the historical side of Outlander meets the Cotton Spinner, um, which is another historical one. Um, and then you kind of want to do other comparisons of authors similar to you that are selling currently in the market where you would be found on the shelf nearby so if you looked at tesco's or asa on the bookshelves at the moment because unfortunately you can't go into bookshops um you kind of where would you be against those because they've got different sections so you want to think of the two so pitching comparisons in the titles and then also authors that you would see yourself alongside all you're aiming towards in my sense um but yeah you they're the ones you want to do oh i thought i'd be the same for both you can do but i haven't so my ones i would love to be beside and maybe other readers who enjoy philippa gregory or kate moss or um kate fennell those kind of luscious historical books, fiction books, that um, if someone read that, they might enjoy mine. So it's kind of alongside those or ones that you've been inspired by. Because, mm. I mean, Outlander could go side by side with Walk Walk, but they're the, um, at the moment, they're the novels that I see in bookshops. I don't see... Outlander has become more of a series than a book on the shelves as much. So, um, and then the Cotton Spinner, yes, it could be that way, but um, yours Mine are... isn't as big as the other one. Oh, okay. Mine aren't very big books, but they're what I think my writing is similar to and the style, the genre... Um, yeah, that's the I've listed two, two authors with two books that I think this would sit on the same uh, bookshelf as. 
I didn't know there was another way to do it. <laughs> well, some uh, um, some agents ask for one or the other. Some agents ask for both. So um, you have to look at to see what they're asking for, but that's generally mm. what I've just put in my cover letter is yeah. one for both of those comparisons because it can't help. As long as you're not saying you're in the next Hunger Games, you're in the next Jane Austen or the next... Um, no. Jack Reacher or Lee Child or anything like that, then you're not kind of putting yourself, well, our next Harry Potter, um, J.K. Rowling. As long as you don't look like you're an ego that sees yourself equal to these, if you're saying in a shelf that you would see it alongside of it, then mm. that's fine. You don't uh, want to okay. go into this cover letter. No, no way. I don't think no. we have ego. Not yet, anyway. No, if anything, we have the opposite. Yeah. But, <laughs> so with, but, so yeah, with so that... People put that in. Yeah, cool. So with that, that was just um, for the introduction of the cover letter. So um, then the middle part would be the description of your book. You want to put your blurb in. This is when you're pitching yep. it. Yep. So underneath the introduction, um, and sometimes before the introduction... Some agents are asking for elevator pitches now. So before the introduction, I've just put my elevator pitch in and then the introduction. And then you want to be putting in your blurb. So something that kind of they'll maybe look at directly and then look at everything else. So they'll feel that if you can pitch your book, if you've got an idea of it and it's a good sell, then they'll look at the, uh, the word count, they'll look at the title, they'll look at the comparison titles um so this is when go back to podcast um we talk about pitching um and listen to that and yeah really work on your blurb and this is when you really need to sell your book yeah for sure this is what they're going to look at first yeah Yeah. so you want to be able to it's the back of the book you want to be able to look at that and go, ooh, that sounds intriguing. And they might just read the blurb and then look at the sample chapters and ignore everything else and go, mm. ooh, I like the sample chapters. Okay, what's the word count? What do they compare themselves? So they jump back and forth, but a lot of them, the time they look at the cover letter and they'll look at straight at the blurb and go, okay, what's this about? Just like you would do picking up a book, you could go, okay, title, you look at the cover, you look at the blurb. Is this grabbing me? Do I want mm. to invest more into it? Because sometimes if you haven't p- um, pitched them in the blurb, so you haven't got your point, or you, you hook across, then they might have a different idea of what it is when they go into the chapters and whether or not then that grabs them, whether or not they ask for the so- full manuscript. I mean, they might read the blurb and go, this isn't actually what I'm looking for at the moment, but I'm intrigued. Or they might go, okay, I like the sound of this, but yeah, I've got too many other people like this on my list. Who knows? But from that, they'll get an idea of what your book is. Mm. Um, so that's the the kind of selling point of the of your book to include in the cover letter. And then at the end is a note about yourself. Unless you've got masters in creative writing um or if you've been winning um writing awards then you kind of want to put that into it but the rest of it you kind of just want to give them a brief idea of who you are Mm. 
and if there's anything additional that you do alongside of it and they want to kind of get a sense that you're in this for the long haul you're not just doing a one book wonder and hope to have um number one hit and then that's it that you want to make a career of it that they want to invest in you because you're investing in it yourself as well so within the cover letter you want to be able to put your passion across for your writing without being egotistical um, and that this is the next best of it and then maybe so for me in my cover letter because I'm pitching a series I've kind of given a hint what book two will be about and that on request I can give them outlines on future books as well so that they have an idea of the series because it's different if you're pitching a standalone book to compare to a series and a series they need to kind of know what's happening in future books but you don't want to overwhelm them straight away um, so I've just said upon request, so if they request a full manuscript, they might say, okay, can you also send me the outlines um, up to book six and eight? So I can kind of give them that brief outline on that. But I didn't want to um, add it to the original pitching because then it's just going to overwhelm it really. So I kind of give an idea of what book two will be, where the story develops, but not too much detail. So it depends if you're doing a series or a standalone. Awesome. I find all this very exciting. <laughs> Haley's done so, <laughs> so much um, research. It's been amazing. And to have you help me with mine because, frankly, it's just so, so beep. Um <laughs> beeping boring but it's something you've got to do um so that's the cover letter do you have do you have any recommendations on who to check out if someone is starting to write their cover letter can I go first because you'll probably have 10 go for it I just have one (laughs) um I I don't think you even need to listen to what Hayley says this is the one just look at this, it tells you it, and bam. You'll have written your cover letter within 10 minutes. <laughs> but that <laughs> is if you've already written your uh, blurb, okay, and you're comfortable, you've got every, all that. So if you haven't, go back to that uh, podcast. So we did pitching, uh, pitching your novel, and we did writing your blurb. So go back to those. Um, but this is... So Haley mentioned Jericho Writers. So this is their website and their blog on how to write a great query letter. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's um, in three easy steps. He tells you how to do it and amazing. Full stop. Go and have a look. Yeah. That's exactly the one I was going to... That is the oh, one I was, was going <laughs> <laughs> to Yeah. But it's an just additional like, one... I would say is um, YouTube, we've mentioned him before, Will Dean. He goes into his covering letter and gives you tips and mm-hmm. tricks and reads out his cover letter. So it's a good example mm-hmm. of a winning covering letter. Um, he's got a major book series now because of it. So it's a good example. But if you want to see the techniques and the details, then yeah, Jericho Writer. Um, website on how to write a query letter it's the best one yeah absolutely um so the will will dean can you elaborate that one is he 
got a video dedicated to writing the covering letter or yes so on his youtube channel and the forest writer um he's actually i think it's about a year old now but he actually does one just on about covering letter and um he reads it out and gives you little tips and tricks of what he put in his guys if you have any questions about synopsises or covering letters then just send us a message um through twitter or facebook and just reach out to us and Haley we'll will answer you as much advice as we can yeah, yeah. <laughs> i will Haley will get back to you as much advice as possible <laughs> yeah because it is hard it's so hard uh and with regards to the recommendations that will be up on facebook so there's quite yeah. a few there and if you are driving and you can't write it down check out um facebook and we are aspiring authors podcast on there and i'm sure you've heard all our twitters and um email address and everything on previous (laughs) podcasts (laughs) um just connect people just connect yes we don't bite we want to help you as much as we can because we are finding our feet too and we know what it's like so that's why we're doing this podcast to support one another (laughs) so until next week I'll see speak to you soon speak to you soon bye bye thanks for listening to aspiring authors you can find us on twitter at aspiring authors pod credit goes to josh woodward for our theme music once tomorrow